What's up, YouTube nights? Welcome to the cover price top 10 for the week ending 10 October, like 8th, 9th, something like that. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Why you guys are congregating, uh, you know, what I like to do on Tuesdays is play a little uh, trick-or-treat music for you guys, oh, you know. I like so, it. You know, I like it. Get into Let's get spooky the, up in here. Let's get it. Uh, from our favorite French DJ, DJ uh, Lady Style. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Bitch. For those who could read French, whatever that was. Parlez-vous Francais and As you notice, we have an old Returning Lords member. Uh, Miss Laura is on uh, getting ready to go to New York City Comic Con, so she totally betrayed us. But <laughs> we have Gabe's shiny, sexy bald head to join Marty's sexy bald head. Gabe, so it was good to the people. Man, the hair ratio around here is almost negative, man. We got Tim holding it down in the hair department, man. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> Gotta do well, it. I can I grow gotta... this though. I can grow this time. I can't, so I can't. there you Wait. go. Yeah, yeah. You know that's the weird thing. When you get bald, you go hair on other parts of your body. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like your back, your chest, your that's you know, called getting beard. older. You get out your uh, ears. Oh my god, tell me about it. Anyway. Well, you know, typically the bald folks, you know, will 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 grow the facial hair more to kind of say, so, you know, it's kind of a, a reverse thing where you gotta prove to people you have hair. Yeah, you know, and like, hey, listen, we can't do it up here, so we do it down here, right? Or right. a little lower. Or, or I just grow my pubes out down to my knees. Oh, now, Marty, <laughs> why don't you uh, give us a intro blessing for the show? Well, shall you? Oh, man, yes. Happy winter solstice, everybody. And may the comic spirits continue to bless your long boxes with silver, gold, modern age comics and whatever you have. And may you get many tricks or treats this Halloween. Looks like oh, Laura heard uh, heard her name being mentioned. Now she's uh, in in the live chat. Ooh, here's hello, Miss Lady <laughs> Laura. This just got weird. <laughs> we talking about just this time. I mean, it's it's every episode is weird. But uh, thanks for joining us, Laura. If you guys uh, head out to New York City Comic Con, make sure you check out Bird City Comics. They'll be out there in New York City Comic Con. Awesome. Laura, drop what booth you're going to be in uh, in the live chat and uh, come by. Say what's up. And then uh, maybe you get some free shit. I don't know. I'm not promising anything, but Laura is maybe. I don't know. This show is sponsored to our friends over coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Head over to coverprice.com for a two-week free trial or the low price of a McRib for $6.99 a month. 
Somebody was toying with my affection, saying that McRib is back. Oh, you damn bastard. <laughs> yes. Rat bastard. Uh, you also <laughs> probably sponsored by Bird City Comics. It's just a code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off in the Bird City Comics store. I don't know. You know what? Just go up to the Bird City Comics booth and be like, yo, uh, I want to use the L-O-T-L-B discount and see what they say. I can't promise anything, but uh, it would be interesting to see what they say, man. Yeah, just go there and give Laura a high five and get Anthony a high five. You're good people. Yeah, and say, yo, uh, hashtag L-O-T-L-B, uh, what can I get? And then they'll be like, uh, here you go. You know, glass yeah. of water, a glass That'd of be interesting. I- I'd like to see how that goes. Yeah. And-, and if they can do that, do it, you know, get, get proof of life. Record it. You know, do do like a, a-, a video and, and just yeah, kind of like. Yeah, that's a good real- idea. Go up yeah. to the cover price booth, say, you know, yo, keep digging in them long boxes. And there you go. And, and see and say, you know, the Lord sent me and maybe see what they do. I don't know. Yeah, you know, dude, and, that, that's and old Laura, school, man. That's old and, school. And Laura, nice people. You know, I'm pretty sure they'll hook you up with something. But uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. What do you have for this week's runner up? All right. Coming in at number 11 is uh, Void Rivals number four, the Karen S. Uh, Darbo, uh, spoiler, 1 in 25 variant. Uh, Image Comics came out just recently in 2023. This book has, has, has slowed, showed significantly as Transformers number one finally hit the shelves. Despite that, this book made our list. Fans love Shockwave, and this new design fits the overall universe Robert Kirkman is building. The tease of Shockwave was enough to get a lot of fans pumped, as the character has a ton of history behind him and room for a whole lot more. Uh, so we've tracked, uh, excuse me, we've tracked 17 copies sold, seven day trend of 106%, high sell, uh, $90 for a near mint raw, and current raw near mint, uh, the fair market value for that, 75 bucks. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe Kirk Kirkman's Skybound only has publishing rights to Transformers and G.I. Joe, right? Hasbro still has the TV and uh, movie rights. Uh, well, Hasbro right? owns owns the Transformers. Yeah. Um, and I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, whenever <laughs> a movie comes on TV, I watch it. The Bay ones. <laughs> you know. yeah, really? Yeah. And it's like my pleasure, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they, okay. could, they could be they could be silly, like Revenge of the Fallen with the two little fucking bots that are oh, yes. Stuff. yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, I remember that. Awful. Yeah. Oh, geez. Or just watch how hot Megan Fox is in the first one over and over again. Oh, you said you said the magic name. That's right. We know what's up. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. She knows nothing about cars, but she can lift that hood all day oh, long. She can lift a hood all day long, my brother. Keep yes, my hood lifted. All right, this is going off the rails. Where's Miss Laura when you need to keep you boys in check? Anyway, <laughs> our runner-up for this week is Void, Rival, uh, Void Rivals number four, the Karen S. Darbo spoiler one in twenty-five raw dog seventy-five bones. All right, yeah, Here's a new one for yeah. this uh, the top ten list. Yeah. Oh, nice cover here. Number ten is Birds of Prey number two by Otto Schmidt. This is the one in fifty variant by DC, published in 2023. Before release, we saw pre-orders for this book skyrocket for this bubblegum cover with a high sale of $199. Last week, we saw more of the same, but hit as high as $276. 
Bubblegum covers have become a big collector's item, and this recent cover release proves the value it can pull. Schmidt illustrates a beautiful black canary cover that fans are all hunting down. We track 17 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 118%, with a current raw near-mint fair market value of $154. Loving it. Birds of Prey number two from Otto Schmidt, one in 50. So I never quite got the, the bubblegum collecting thing, right? Because I, I know it's a right. thing. People yeah. talk about it all the time. People it is, it's that a that thing, thing now. Isn't it? It's a thing now. I mean, you had have, you have the spider boy with the bubblegum cover, too. That's a big yeah. hit. Well, I think right? it's more like women blowing bubbles. Um, okay. okay. Like Adam Hughes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, who are those two two chicks? Riding on the uh, the kind Tim. of uh, motorbike. Well, oh, uh, what's it called? Tim. Dirty dice or Tim? Maybe Paradise? it's just women blowing. Period. I don't yeah. know. Well, say I it mean... again, Dave. What was the name of that book? Wasn't it called Paradise? Something oh, dice. The dirty, dirty pair. Dirty, the dirty dice? pair. Okay. The dirty yeah. pair. Yeah, and then one of them, one of the chicks, I think, is blowing a bubble. Yeah, I do believe. I, I, I don't think you. I, I don't think you caught what I. I, I just kind of put out there, Tim. Is. Is, is is I've never heard of Otto Smith before. Is this like his first book or first cover or anything like that? Like I don't know. I've never heard of him either. But because um, I'm curious, nice cover, if, almost if he blows yeah. up as like a variant artist. Because this is a beautiful cover. It is, and it's it's already a you know two hundred dollar book. Like he could Damn. be like that next hot artist. I would think. Yeah, and I like, Black I, Canary. I can nice see cover. Black Canary being like the new hot girl cover. It's different. And what I like about it's different. It's like it's like drawn or painted. It's not like digitally drawn or anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, almost like, like a, pencil color pencil. pencil yeah. Watercolor. Yeah. Right. It has, yeah. And it has throwback vibes to it too. Um, but yeah. yeah. Birds of Prey number two, Otto Schmidt, one of fifty, raw like dog, like seventy-six dollars. Not Good bad, God. especially for a 2023, man. Very mod, you know, this year at that. Yeah. Well. There it goes. Bubblegum collectors. What are you going to do, man? All right. Uh, what do we have for number nine? Uh, number nine. Uh, Wolverine, number 36. Uh, Ryan Stegman. This is a, the A cover, the regular cover. Uh, behold! Uh, an indestructible rage. Mutant meets the spirit of vengeance. A force has never been so terrifying as that of the Helverine. <laughs> this book is this book was hyped up before its release and nearly flew off the shelves when it debuted. The second print variant incentive one in 25. So that's a one in 25 for a second print variant. Uh are already reaching $70 for the pre-orders. Most LCS are out of this book already, so your best bet at getting a copy will be in the aftermarket. Good luck finding this character's debut. Uh, we've tracked 18 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 112%, high sell of 170 for a CGC 9.8, and current near market or uh, near mint fair market value is $22. Hmm. Let's see. It's, I don't know. Will, will Helverine have staying power? This is interesting. I don't know. Seven-day uh, seven trend on this one. And let's see. The last week let's see did it make last week it was on the list last week but it was it was uh higher it was lower on the list so was it uh, lower so we'll see if it's still on the list because it's getting pushed back further and further 
I mean, higher on the list, meaning, you know, it was like, yeah. you know, you know, uh, higher than lower than number nine. God damn it. Just looking at it backwards. I'm, I'm dyslexic anyway. Wolverine number 36, Ryan Stegman, regular cover. Helverine. We got to work on that name. Helverine. Right. What do we have in number eight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I actually have this cover, man. So I'm actually one on the board with this one. I love this cover. Love the fact it's got um, the uh, poison ivy on it as well, and love the red hair. You know, really well done cover. This is number eight, Batman number six hundred nine by DC, published in two thousand and two. Back in twenty twenty two, a promotional website for Batman had users solve puzzles that the Riddler had posted with a video of Thomas Wayne's campaign promotions. The solved riddles unlocked this video, quickly flashing hush words across the screen. You guys don't remember the hush hush series. Uh, really good yeah. series. I love that book. Fast, Jim Lee. Yeah. Fast forward to today, a recent interview with the hot mic with Jeff Snyder and John Roca was very cryptic about Hush being the next villain. This was hardly a confirmation, but rather more fuel to the already established rumor. Nevertheless, this was enough fuel for fans to track down the first appearance of Thomas Elliot, who would later become villain Hush. We tracked 21 copies, sold at a seven-day trend of 116%, with a high sale of $175 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near-mint fair market value of $39. Loving it. Yeah, I've been seeing that that hush rumor all over the interwebs. Um, you know, so where there's that hush rumor's been out since the movie came out. They 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 talked about the uh, about his family in the uh, in the credits. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, good, good memory, so, man. Good memory. I do remember yeah, that. So this yeah, this is like I, for some people, I guess Batman? whatever. It's a it's a, it's a recency bias or what? But this mm-hmm, rumor's yep. been out since sure yeah. the beginning of the movie when it came Was out. Was it in the Batman? What the, yeah. In, in, in the, yep. Sure enough. Which I, part? I, I sh- in the credits, what? like there's a there's a picture of the family and it's it, it says like the Elliot's oh, on there. Oh, okay. I thought because I was Something remembering like the end credit scene with Joker, uh, you know, in, in the kind of a weird prison or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just also the new rumor today was that they're gonna uh, recast all the DC superheroes um, for. The Justice League character, so recasting one of them. They really actually confirmed that now because I know that had been in the talks for quite some time. Yeah, so James Gunn is yeah. gonna, you know, replace whomever Batman was. They're gonna replace yeah. Ezra Miller. They're gonna replace Gal Gadot. They're gonna replace uh, Cavill, who we all know was, uh, and Ray Fisher, who is you know incognito. So you know, um, uh, well, you know, maybe get some fresh blood in there because. They were kind of aging out. Maybe you start if you're going to start over, get some newer, younger actors, right? For you know, I mean, I don't know how Batman fits in it because I think that's still an Elseworlds story, right? That, I mean, there may be two Batmans because uh, Pattinson's Batman I don't think is in the same world right. as as the DCEU, but I mean, and he's a lot of he's hella young. Um, so you know, I mean, Flashpoint DC Flashpoint was kind of a rebooting. Uh, it was but, a reboot. It, it it had to be because of you know of all the ratings uh, prior to that. So, and with James James Gunn coming in, man, um, I I, th- I think we're going to see good things, man, because people already love the reappearance, you know, of of the old Batman, right? I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to Creature Commandos. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I want more Blue Beetle. 
Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue yeah. Beetle was a it was a good movie. It's a damn shame that it didn't perform well at the box office. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a great time watching that movie. Yeah, it was I, I think fun, it's man. just because timing. I think I think timing with that, Tim. You know, no, I think, I think, think nobody knows who Blue Beetle was. That's why. I mean, that's you know, it's obscure character. Yeah. And these movies don't count. They know that it's 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 resetting. It's almost like like the end of a comic book run when you know it's getting canceled in the last couple of issues, and then the sales yeah. drop because people just drop off of it. Yeah, remember the when same idea with this? You know, yeah. this doesn't mean anything because the new right James Gunn's going to reboot everything all over again. Yeah, so remember really when matter. the new Fifty Two came out? Okay, yeah. and then that was a hot thing for quite some time, and then after I'd say not even more than a few issues, man, the the popularity that just went just sunk down bad. I guess yeah. it depends on the, on the title that you're talking about. Cause a lot of that new 52 stuff did last a long time, but they were in kind of a, a, a recycle mode where if mm-hmm. your book doesn't sell, you're dropped. And then we're going to replace it with another book to keep it at the 52 number. So things no, like, I, yeah, like even yeah. Dan deals. OMAC got canceled after like six issues. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and they re they ended up even rebooting the Batman detective comic series after the 52. And even this, even the Superman, if you don't, if you recall, because yeah. it just wasn't, it just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do in the initial begin, you know, in the initial release of it. And people are just really disappointed after that. Well, I'll say this though. One thing about the new fifty-two, whatever anybody's criticism is of it, or whatever the case might be, you can't deny that that opened the floodgates for no, for new comic book fans. There's a lot of people who first started reading comic books because of the new fifty-two and the renumbering of it at, at the number ones. So that is a that was a gateway uh, for a lot of new comic book fans, like younger kids and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. their Batman. That's their Flash. Okay. That's their okay. Batgirl. Like that's yeah. interesting. Uh, you know, interesting. but uh, it, it might not have been the most successful thing after like five years <laughs> they rebooted it. It's but like the, the animated series, right? That, the you know, there was a was yeah. a hit with that. Just yeah. like the animated series, a lot of generations is yeah. their Green Lantern is jo- is John Stewart. It's not Hal Jordan. Yeah, um, yeah. And to Jeffrey Drake, uh, obscure. Yes, it is obscure. It's, I know it's been around the fifties, but we're talking about general public doesn't know who the hell Blue Beetle is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, so, right, right, right. You know, it, it's pretty obscure. I'm at uh, for yeah. for a movie going audience. You know, this is gotta, this is such an interesting topic, though. I mean, because you know, I, I we're getting onto this whole topic of 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 hush, and then you know, then the release of new 52 and then how new 52 did, dude, this is like, this is what passion, this is my passion when it came to, uh, what kind of kept me going with the comic book genre after, after quite some time back in 2015, 2016. And this is just to be able to, to, to revisit this, man, this is amazing because, you know, there, there's so many people, especially the newer collectors that don't understand that concept from back then and how, the, the the whole genre and the whole pat the, the passion of the re re-emerging of the collection campaign came about you know what i mean it, does that make sense yeah i well i think the big two dc and marvel I, I, you know they reboot every you know i don't know five years six years ten years marvel whatever it may be universe to loop in new readers, right? Because yeah, you know, they, yeah. you know, they, they want the younger demographic, because you know, to keep them buying, because the older generation is, you know, dying sure. out, or you know, they're, you know, pissed off that you know they've been replaced or whatever. So, but you, it's hard to keep, you know, you know, you can't keep well, them all happy. That, so that might have been yeah. the case before, but we know currently they reboot these number ones because these books don't sell. 
unless it's a number one. And those those high numbers oh, yeah. on number ones kind of supplement the lower numbers until it gets canceled out and rebooted. Oh, yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah. If it's and that's collectors. the thing about reboots too, man. You know, they, they don't stay consistent with uh the reason for reboots, you know. Um, they don't stay consistent with um whether it be um trying to to um bring in more newer collectors, the new the newer age of collectors, or um maybe the storyline's bad, but it, it's it seems to from what I've noticed, it seems to always differ in some aspect. Well, I mean, it's it's also it's also always evolving, not just for comic book readers, but for fans who grew up not maybe not even reading the comics, but just from the movies, right? You know, you know, and then you introduce characters, and you're like, you know, let's make a comic if you know the people uh, gravitate toward toward the characters. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You know, like yeah. you know, Gardens of Galaxy, nobody gave a shit about them, and then when it came right. out, that comic blew up, and then you know it subsided. But you know. But if you notice what what's consistent about it is a lot of the the um the the characters that are from the original original like Batman, Superman and and those are always consistent but then with the additional spin-off added to it whether it be new characters or not which brings in to the, the newer collectors because they like that, but that doesn't last a very long time. Yeah, but Batman is only good yeah. is only big seller for DC. I mean, Superman and Wonder Woman of the Holy Trilogy they don't sell. I mean, they don't sell. Ever, they don't. They no, don't. They don't. Sorry yeah. for you know bursting your bubble, but it's true. <laughs> unless they rebooted with the number, it is one, very true. It is very yeah. true. But all right, let's move on though. Been, okay. Yeah. Let's okay. Right. Okay. I, I'm I ready to listen. I Batman number six oh nine. What do you have for number seven? Oh. Uh, number seven, Transformers number one, the Ian Bertram foil one in 100 uh, from Image Comics. In July, Image released a Transformers number one Ashcan edition that took San Diego Comic-Con by storm. The series' first issue was released three months later, and this retailer incentive one in 100 foil cover is just as popular. If you recall, the Transformers are now in a shared universe with G.I. Joe, a huge surprise to most. This also marks the premiere issue of an ongoing Transformers run at Image. Um, if the 1 in 100 ratio cover is too far out of reach, try going for the 1 in 50 cover, which is also seeing heat. For the 1 in 100, we track 25 copies sold, 7-day copy of 106%, high sell of 180 for a raw copy, and current raw uh, near mint is $137. Yeah, I'm not digging this cover, man. I don't know. That's it, so much. Yeah, it's foil, but then it looks like it's drawn with crayon. I mean, you know, uh, maybe it's just a bad photo of it, but you know, you know I mean, what I see? I see it looks like a whole bunch of different color sponges on there. <laughs> I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> which okay. which transformer is that anyway? Starscream. <laughs> Starscream. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was just watching uh, Revenge of the Fallen last night, and Starscream this horrible. This just looks horrible the way that his 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 body is. It's like it just doesn't look like it. The only sound wave never did him right. I mean, the only one they did, you know, the Autobots they did well, but you know, anyway, I digress. Transformers mm -hmm. number one, the E.M. Bertram foil one and one honey for raw dog, one hundred eighty dollars. Wow. All right, what do you have for number six? Yeah, number six. Whoa. Department. Yeah, interesting cover. I huh? have this. Yeah, the Department of Truth number one by Martin Simons 
This is cover A by Image, published in 2020. It's old news that the Department of Truth was headed to Netflix in 2021. Due to extenuating circumstances, the writer's strike most recently halted production. There has been little news since then. This past week, rumors started floating around that Tinian himself had confirmed that Netflix series was moving forward and was back in production. This came directly via his 9.26 newsletter, where he stated, Martin and I were coming up on what we knew was going to be a brief sabbatical on Department of Truth while I worked on the television adaptation, which I'm excited to get back into now. It looks like the WGA strike is over. When you read that, there is no confirmation of continued tractions on the project. Yet, the internet twisted his words a bit and ran with it. Recently, Tinian did return to X, the site formerly known as Twitter. After a month hiatus, this return was to promote a new bootleg variant of the Department of Truth number one, which may have also helped spike a slight interest in the first print. We tracked 31 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 125%, with a high sale of $85 for a CGC 9.8 copy and a current raw near-mint fair market value of 16 bones. I remember Department of Truth was just all i mean 2020 was all the rage right i mean you know you know there was a certain there was a few titles that were just really booming during the pandemic uh department of truth number one okay. martin simmons cover a interesting enough um so there you go all right halfway there boys and girls oh this returns but this is a dope cover. this returns good to see this book on here uh wolverine number 37 greg capullo virgin one per store variant uh, legendary modern-day artist Greg Capullo illustrates a Wolverine that leaps off the page. What makes this book so hard to find is that it was a thank you from the distributors to retailers and stores with the Diamond account and a Penguin Random House account, likely received copies for both. Uh, nevertheless, this book sped from the retailer shelves and vanished into the aftermarket. Tracking one down in the wild uh, might be difficult. However, we still see uh, many selling very well on eBay, and we tracked 46 copies sold. Uh, Seven-day trend is 91%. High sell is 858 for a raw copy, and current near-mint fair market value is $64. Mm, very interesting. This last week, there were what uh, seven-day trend was 118% with a high sale of $100. Yeah. Is, that, is that right? No, that must be a typo because it says high sale of 858. It must mean I'm guessing 85. It's interesting. 800 Probably, to, yeah. to yeah. 64. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a typo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that it's one per store yet 46 copies are sold. So, you know, I mean, it's how many comic shops are out there? I mean, did you, I mean, you yeah. know, but, you know, every week. But this is one of the doper covers. I, 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 I like dig the. I dig the negative space in upper right-hand corner. You can get definitely room for like a remark or something like that, right? Number well, five it's more than just the uh, the stores. It's anybody that has a diamond and a uh, random and a penguin random house. So the the oh, stores that do uh, like, or you know, little account, companies online like stores. Uh, yeah, or even yeah, like uh, like Bird City. Those those types of uh, uh, retailers, they they get one. Damn it! Where's my copy? Anyway, <laughs> Wolverine. Maybe they just didn't know. Where's yeah, Laura with, the, with our copies? Where are the Lord's copies, right? Yeah, it's still an it's still a you know reasonable 
price rather i'm assuming they did but i know like it's it's you know it's anybody with the from what it says it's anybody with diamond and random house so yeah, so that's that, marvel and yeah. dc stuff yeah so that's a lot of online retailers and go around you know. with Hula though man yeah. oh no he uh, hasn't been back at marvel four. since the the mid 90s so yeah yeah true all right, what do we have for number four? Oh, yeah, number Swifties four. Rejoice. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's back. X Men number one thirty. This is the newsstand edition by Marvel, published in nineteen eighty. This book has a lot going for it. It is not only the first appearance of Dazzler, but it is also the first appearance of Sebastian Shaw and his second appearance of Kitty Pride and Emma Frost. However, this week we have seen a resurgence of Dazzler books thanks to footage. From a Kansas City Chief football game. We talked about that last week. Remember, guys? Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and Sean Levy, Deadpool 3 director, were in attendance at this game. Joining them, most importantly, was Taylor Swift. While no other new rumors have surfaced, this was enough to spark a renewed interest in the Dazzler rumor. We tracked 42 copies, sold at a seven-day trend of 117%, with a high sale of $600 now for a CGC 9.6 and a current raw fair fine fair market value of $81 as copies fled and stay on the market. Wow. That's, that's really increased from last time. That's just, it's come out and just confirmed that she's going to be playing Dazzler. Right. You know, I right. Mean, right. Uh, yeah. I think people I, are I, just I, grasping at straws. Like, I don't know. Exactly, how that means especially during Dazzler. the strikes. Cause you know, uh, you know, not much news is coming out. So, yeah. you know, yeah. is it, is it the Swifty effect? I don't know. Could be. Could be. I think it was she, she would be perfectly cast for it. You know what I'm saying? I think it would be her. She would be great. She would be um, popular cast for it, at least. Yeah. Or Fergie. Just kidding. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four on the list is X Men 130, the new standard edition, uh, CGC 9.6 for $600. Damn. I got a great mind. Yeah. All right. right. We have a number three. Oh, this is new. Mm, yeah. Like check this out. Pretty cool. So, uh, Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Trauma Team number one from Dark Horse. This came out in 2020. Uh, nothing will send a book into the spotlight like news that a live action project is in the works. Last week, CD Projekt Red announced that the popular video game would soon be in production. However, whether this was to be a movie or a television series was not clarified. The showrunners are a company named anonymous content they are the creators behind shows like mr robot and true detective making it more likely that cyberpunk uh, 2077 will be a series this first issue of the series is making waves likely due to its relevance to the movie and its uh, affordability as a key you track 35 copies sold seven day trend of 171 percent High sell $91 for a CGC 9.8. And current raw for near mint is $16. Interesting. Yes, Kenny, the comic collector, Dazzler, was in the Dark Phoenix. She was a cameo in the background when they were in the wilderness. Remember, she was like uh, she was like singing and doing like thing with lights and shit. Uh, but it was like an unnamed cameo. So uh, Was that her? Know. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that scene, yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Trauma Team number one top sale is CGC 9.8 for only 91 bones. So get them while you can. Holy cow, yeah. you know, this book never goes away. Mm, look at this number two is Spawn number one. He's back. 
By Image Comics, published in 1992, this book is consistently moving through the top 20 list every week. There's rarely a week where we aren't writing about Spawn, and for a good reason. It is hands down one of the most affordable, most popular, and reasonably found books in the aftermarket. Additionally, Call of Duty released the sixth season this past week, containing eight Spawn skins, including Al Simmons and the Violator in its true form. This exposure has sent Spawn to the top of the aftermarket list. We track 74 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 112% with a high sale of $180 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw near mint fair market value of 29 bones, ladies and gentlemen. So this is a little bit different than remember the Fortnite skins that people were getting when you got a digital code out of the books from, yeah. um, from I think, DC and Marvel. But this one is... It's just skins, and there's nothing really to get out of Spawn Number One except for some really, really dope art. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. Spawn Number One, I mean, every, I mean, every issue is just you know writing. You know, eh. yeah, you know, Tim, I, I would tell you, man, I I, I love the Spawn co- covers and the spinoffs of it. The you know the King Spawn um, and, and the other what was the other name of the other Medieval name? Spawn. Scorch. Yeah. Scorch. Yes. Thank you. Scorch and Gunslinger. Right. Yeah. And so I love the artwork, especially when Todd McFarlane does the covers. I mean, the other guys like Brett Booth and the other 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 people, they do an amazing job. But when when Todd McFarlane gets on there and he does a, a variant cover or he does the uh, the original cover of that man, beautiful. Stands Dude, the test of time. Brett Booth is dope. Uh, yes. If, yeah. Brett Booth is so dope. He still has like a '90s uh, style to his his art, but Brett Booth is so dope. Uh, I forgot. And what his I was... covers are so busy too. That's what I love about it. It's like he yeah. just doesn't put a, a just one character and just okay. There's the character. I mean, he adds such background. Brett Booth. It. Yes. Yeah, kind of like uh, Stephen Platt, right? You know, which all, without the detail and everything. So, mm-hmm, absolutely, no- man. Number two on the list is Spawn. Number one, meaning there can only be one for number. Got one. that Swifty effect going on. Dazzler number <laughs> one from Marvel in 1981. This book continues to dazzle its way up the charts. Last Monday, Taylor Swift attended a Kansas City Chiefs game with her friends. Need more exciting news? Well, what if we said her friends were Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and Sean Levy? Now now it gets interesting. Of course, it is important to remember that Taylor Swift is good friends with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Ryan Reynolds is good friends with both Hugh Jackman and Sean Levy, so it's likely that this is simply a group of friends hanging out with each other and having a good time. Or we can speculate that this must be confirmation that Dazzler will appear in Deadpool 3. Whatever side of speculation you stand on won't stop the upward trend of this book is experiencing once more. We track 70 copies sold, seven-day trend of 194%, high sale of 258 for CDC 9.8, and current uh, raw very fine is $15. That's the number one coming in at the number one spot. I think it's just a matter of time for uh, Dazzler to show up 
in the MCU, especially now that they have all the X-Men properties. I mean, you know, so it be a Taylor Swift or somebody else. I, I think the chances of there being the Dazzler parents in some sort of form and X in a Disney plus series as a character in one of the upcoming, you know, mutant type, uh, movies that are happening you know i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it if there's a dazzler you know appearance in deadpool and you know they make fun of her for her, you know roller skates and singing ability that i mean it was right. making taking a comical turn on the dazzler character would be perfect in deadpool right like like you know because you know because she looked like she's from like a like uh, like a roller rink from 1981 right you know right. the hair and like you know roller rink from 1970s more like it man well, this the book came out in the eighties, so I mean, well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, early eighties. I mean, and look at the hair, man. Look at look at that. That's yeah, know, it that's, just looks like a seventies outfit to me, though. You know, that's a gorgeous. It looked like a seventies variety show. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can see it, and and I'm, I'm, I guess, Iron Man, Iron Man. Yeah, I can see Deadpool just like totally making fun of her, or like you know being enamored by her because she's roller skating right. and singing and right. doing stuff with light. So just one of the weirder characters, but. She can be pretty powerful if yeah, she yeah. channels the well, she could channel music into energy, right? Right. Yeah. So think about that. I mean, think about the other Deadpool movies. We had teenage megasonic war teenage teenage megasonic warhead. Is that her name? Yeah. Teenage Mega yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some really obscure characters, and then remember and the all the characters that were uh, trying out for the team, uh, yeah. you know. Those guys, and then uh, there was one dude who ended up like getting electrocuted. Uh, Lewis Tan was playing like um, they, they were basically part of the X Force team in the comics. Um, I mean, okay. you know, it had the Rob Liefeld design and everything, and you know, and they just killed him off because it's Deadpool. What are you gonna do, man? So, yeah. Gabe, uh, good to see you again, brother. Uh, tell us what's going on in your world, where people can find you. Uh, you guys can find me uh, YouTube over on uh, Omni Bros. And, uh, you know, Instagram, Gabe Loves 90s Comics, uh, TikTok under Unstable Molecules. So, you know, I'm still doing stuff, hanging out. TikTok? Old yeah, man, I'm cool kid like that. All right. Yeah. All right. Marty, would you like to give us the outgoing blessing, please? Yeah, absolutely. But first of all, let me say, Gabe, dude, it was a, it was a pleasure to meet you, brothers. First time we've actually ever met and actually been on a show together, man. It was a, it's, it was a enchanté, if oh. you ask me. Very the fancy, Lord. yeah. Great talk, yeah. bringing together lords. Yeah. That's what we do. Now we I just like need that, auto man. on here, and we can really just have just like a shiny. That's way too many bald heads. There's yeah. too many bald heads. You're gonna cause a butterfly effect on there. The kind <laughs> We're all gonna look like side of the world. We should just do nothing but ball head shows. Uh, one day, man, you know, leave Tim out of it. Just Sorry, be in the background. I still, a, I still have good hair. Heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all right, absolutely. So, anyways. Uh, happy winter solstice. Uh, happy All Hallows Eve. Um, happy um, Day of the Dead. Happy Salwin. And may the comic god spirits continue to bless your long boxes and continue to guide you in your comic hunting travels. Thank you. And Excelsior. Excelsior. Yes. All right. For Marty, Gabe, uh, Laura, D JB, and Matt Damon, who couldn't make it, we'll have him on next week's show. Uh, until We'll see you Thursday for the Shaker Show. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Also, leave a comment and like this video after it posts, and we're going to do a drawing on Thursday for tonight's show, but not in the live chat. Awesome. Leave a comment. 
All right, leave a comment. And leave we're comment. 60 yeah. subs away from 8,000. So, wow. uh, so, and that means 60 subs means TiVo stays longer for Lords of the Long Box. So, we're trying to reach if that we goal. We don't get to 8,000 subs by yeah. December. We, we, we said December. Out of here. We said, <laughs> out of here, man. All right. Peace out, everybody. Keep digging down the long boxes. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, What's in the box?